Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Amen. God is good. Happy New Year, church. Come on, Happy New Year. God is good. Amen. God is good. I asked the Holy Spirit this morning uh, what to bring to the church, and he gave me a message. And I asked the Holy Spirit if I could uh, give you guys the first half, and then I give the second half the following week, and the Holy Spirit gave me the permission to do so. So let us go into our Bible, into the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 13 through 21. If you're physically able, please be on your feet, including children and youth, as we show reverence to the Word of God. Once again, we're going to be reading from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 13 through 21. And when you have it, say amen. And the, Lord, and the word of the Lord reads. Indeed, before the day was, I am he, and there is no one who can deliver out of my hands. I work who will reverse it. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I will send to Babylon and to bring them all down as fugitives, the Chaldeans who rejoice in their ships. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do new things. Now it shall bring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me the jackals and the ostriches because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Father, we give you thanks, honor, and glory for your precious word. In this new year, we pray that you will give us clarity understanding, give us the ability to walk in the midst, and allow us, Father, dear God, through your godly wisdom, overcome the temptations, the chaos, and everything else that the enemy has stored up to use against your children. Father, we praise you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Church of God says, Amen. Amen. Happy New Year, Church. Oh man, uh, it's tough being a pastor in, in these last days that we're living in. It's very tough, I tell you, it is very tough because to a certain degree, it, 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 it always seems like you're the bearer of bad news, amen? No one wants to hear uh, what pastors that are called by God have to say in the last days that we're living in. And a lot 
has to do with the misconception and misunderstanding that many have when it comes down to the Word of God. Yes, there is a spirit of error. Uh, we're living in a time where good is bad and bad is good. Amen? We're living in a time that you feel like literally you're walking in eggshells. Uh, but I thank God that I'm bought by no one. I'm here called by God, and I'm going to stand by his word. And I'm going to deliver what God places in my heart, whether you like it or not. Amen? Amen. We're kicking off the new year the right way, right, church? Amen. But in all reality, in all reality, destiny and faith is in your own hands. Period. Are you hearing me, church? Destiny and faith, it's in your own hands. It is up to you to take the responsibility to make all of the changes that you need to make necessary to fall into the order of God. God is not asking for you to be perfect, but God is definitely asking you to be committed and to be responsible. Are you hearing me, church? Today, I have the honor, for many it's not an honor, but it's my responsibility and obligation as a pastor and a minister of the gospel to inform to you what's ahead to come in 2022. That's my responsibility and my obligation as a minister of the Lord. The forecast will be unfolding right before our own eyes. Yes, there is promises made by God for those who trust in Him. Those who walk accordingly. Amen? Those who stand up to the enemy and say, my God has spoken a word and I'm going to trust that. We as believers must understand that God is preparing us for what's to about to take place right before our very own eyes and it's unfolding right now as I speak. Forecast means in the Bible to plan or to consider beforehand. So in other words, God is giving you the opportunity to make all of the adjustments that you need to make before judgment begins upon the earth. Now that doesn't mean that God will leave you or forsake you. God will be there with you, but you will feel the heat as well. Amen? So I want to be clear. Because many times ministers, including myself, have fallen into the pattern of the habit of saying, Lord, uh, can you just hold on? And we become defenders. But in all reality, when God said something, no one can change or override what he has said or established. So we become intercessors in order for the consequences to be lesser. Amen? 
They're still coming, but we're praying to God that some way, somehow, he can lessen the judgment that is coming to the face of this earth. Amen? So we, as believers, must be ready. Amen? And we must understand that our faith will be tested. It will be tested in 2022. Period. That's why I'm happy that we're filming this today. That way no one can say, I didn't know that. God is letting you know beforehand of what's to take place. Amen? But fear not, church, because God will protect us and God will cover us. In 2022, you're going to see a change of elements. You are going to see earthquakes like never before, tornadoes, tsunamis, blizzards, wildfires, floods, droughts, heat waves, and tropical cyclones. Am I clear? Amen. The other day we were watching the news, and I don't know if many of you are aware of what happened in Colorado. Over a thousand homes were burned down to the ground from a wildfire that spread out. It's still under investigation. But the following day, a snowstorm came down. Are you kidding me? Now many of you might say, Pastor, but if God loves us so much, and God cares so much about us, why is he allowing these things to take place? First and foremost, God is not responsible for the actions that we take. So there are consequences that are falling upon this nation because this nation has turned from God in more ways than one. Period. Let's be real. So we cannot forget that God is a God of order. Amen? I mean, when your children misbehave, you don't let them slide. You give them grace, but you're keeping account. Am I the only one that was raised that way? When I got in trouble and my mom summoned me, yeah, it was a summit. I had to be there. There was no excuse of escaping that. Not only she will begin to reprimanding me for what I currently did, but also of other things that I did. And she, and she will say, and this is for that day when you did this and that. And in the midst of my punishment, I will look at her with these eyes filled of so much hurt and pain and I will say to myself because I, I wasn't allowed to, to speak amen it's not like the kids today see if you were brought up in our generation and you opened up your mouth you will be wearing dentures at a young age amen amen Now she will remind me of things that I did that I had forgotten about. 
But the lesson in itself taught me that my mom really loved me. It was tough love, but it was real love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible doesn't stray from that. The Bible says very clearly that he who he loves, he corrects. Now, the way that God corrects is defined by the way he determines for that correction to take place. So here in America, we are seeing natural disasters taking place one after another. About a few weeks ago, Kentucky was hit by tornadoes. It devastated many people days before Christmas. Now you could Google some of the images for yourself to witness and see with your very own eyes what took place in the state of Kentucky and other various states around that in the Midwest or the Southern. Are you hearing me, church? So when we hear these things, we are to prepare ourselves as believers, meaning ask the Holy Spirit how to lead you and your household. God, lead me accordingly. Allow me to be a good steward, to be a good hearer, and to be a great leader so that I can lead my family accordingly. In 2022, you will see economies collapse. Write that down. You will see chaos, confusion, riots, and storms that will wreak havoc all over the world, especially in the United States of America. Now, when the Holy Spirit was giving me this word this morning, I don't believe that God is a God of coincidence. I believe that God is divine. That when he says something, he's also going to show it to you. And while I was writing this, all of a sudden, my phone went off because I have an app to a news channel. And the app said to that news channel said, warning, prepare. I linked on the article and it gave a list of things that are going to happen. And they are forecasting. So they are informing the public to get ready for what's about to take place. Now, I thank God for alerting me first, but I also thank him for the confirmation within minutes of me writing this down. And it happened at 6.51 a.m. this morning when I received that message through my phone. As believers, we must repent, we must return, and we must rest in God. Now the word rest means in Hebrew to relax, to be at ease. People that are relaxed and are at peace understand that they are covered, that they are protected. They have taken all the proper measurements to make sure to cover all their personal belongings, their state of mind, and so forth. But many of us attend to the church to receive a word that pumps us up and gets us nowhere. Rather to receive a word that can build you. Amen? 
someone had asked me during the week, did you see this coming? The first thing that I thought about what God said a few months ago in this church when he used me, and he said, the masks are not going away. You remember that? It's going to get worse. Amen. I'm not the only one that God has used. He has used many who have allowed themselves to be used by him to deliver a word of what's coming in the years to come. Now, many of us are not in agreement with that word because we believe that some way, somehow, things are going to get back to normal. They're not going to get back to normal. Welcome to the new normal. If anything, you should be rooting yourself in the word of God, trusting God, believing in God, elevating your prayer, elevating your worship, elevating the way you listen to him, elevating yourself to a place that no one can touch you. And that requires discipline. And discipline is hard, but it's possible. Are you hearing me, church? Amen. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 through 8, Jesus describes in detail of what's to take place in the last days. And he warns his disciple of many things to take place. But one of the things that he does say that we should be aware of is the word pestilence. Now, the word pestilence means to be means a deadly, overwhelming disease that will affect an entire community. A deadly, overwhelming disease. Can we say that's COVID-19? Can we say that's Delta? Now that was 2,000 years ago. And God's timing two days ago. One day is like a thousand. And a thousand is like what? One day, right? So this is based on God's clock, not your clock. That's why we can't make sense out of everything that's taking place. We're caught up like a chicken with their heads cut off. Amen? No, we should be in praise and worship knowing that our Redeemer is coming soon. Meanwhile, I'm going to work on my faith and I'm going to save others. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? We shouldn't be beating this thing around, assuming or thinking that we have all of the answers because we don't. But we can trust God that he will see us through this. Amen. Just because it's happening over there doesn't mean it's going to happen over here. Amen. That's true trust in God. But I'm aware of what's taking place. I'm not oblivious. Like many of you, God speaks to you, and then you ignore the word. Three years later, someone says, reminds you of what God said through your lips, and then you say, who, me? I don't remember saying that. You know a few people like that? I call them liabilities. Why do I call them liabilities? Because they contradict what God has already spoken and how God used them. If God has said it through you, if God has used you, embrace it. That's why a lot of prophets and a lot of pastors are responsible for the attitude and the behaviors of many believers in today's society. Because of the misconception, the misunderstanding, the miscommunication. 
Are you hearing me, church? That's why you got to be sound and clear. That's why we are witnessing with our very own eyes how many people are falling out of grace. And a lot of this stems from what? Accountability. Holding people accountable. Are you hearing me, church? The church right now is in a state of crisis because of the accountability of ministers, prophets, apostles who have stand before the congregation and have given a mixed message and have robbed the people of God's true provision before crisis. So if I stand up here and tell you otherwise, you should be taking a note of that. Some of the things that pastor's saying don't match or don't make sense. If it's from God, time will go by, but it won't fulfill itself. And it's, if it's not from God, it will not fulfill itself. We get caught up a lot in hearing people and not hearing the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me, church? A few years ago, I spoke about getting prepared for times like these. Thank God that I minister myself and I spoke to myself. And today in 2022, I can honestly say that we are 80% debt free. Amen? Why? Because we heed the word to the Holy Spirit. We allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, and the Holy Spirit became our personal financer, advisor. The Holy Spirit showed me where to cut, what to pay off, what to do, what not to do, what to buy, what not to buy. For our own benefit. But sometimes we're afraid of what the Holy Spirit might tell us because it contradicts what we feel. This is not about what you feel. This is facts. Facts. I will not move. I will not make purchases. I will not do stuff that will put me in long-term jeopardy if the Holy Spirit is not involved in it. I'd rather sleep on it. I'll get back to you. But many people here in America make some poor financial choices, and now they're in a predicament. Are you hearing me, church? A lot of these things could have been avoided had you listened to the Holy Spirit. I called my wife the other day, early in the morning, and I couldn't wait to get her on the phone to share with her the dream that I had the night before. I had a dream about four days ago that I was in a scene, and I'm going to try to best describe it. I'm not the best storyteller, and I'm going to try to use words that make sense or try to create a scene so that way you can picture what I witnessed in this dream. I was outside looking in. Does that make any sense? Okay. And there was this couple, a husband and wife, were arguing about 
financial uh, a financial situation that they were currently going through. Mind you, they were Christian. And in the dream, the husband tells the wife, hey, listen, uh, you made this decision, and because you made this decision, now we're going to have to deal with this. But it, but the wife's attitude was like, that's not my fault. That's your fault. And he was trying to explain to her how she caused that. In all reality, she was the one who caused it. And he was trying to make sense to her of her poor decisions so they can fix it and try to save the family. But she wasn't having it. She was narrow-minded about the situation. She said, no, 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 I don't care. I don't care. I shouldn't have been put in this predicament because you should have been there for me. And he said, well, I was. I was trying to explain to you, trying to tell you, but you wasn't listening. Make a long story short, they both got into an altercation. She began to, to hit him over the head with something. He was protecting himself. He never touched her, but she hit him over the head with something. And somehow, some way, the cops showed up. They show up. They press charges on him. They arrest him. They take the kids to, uh, to child protective custody. And she's left in the house all by herself. And she begins to realize what just took place. Within the blink of an eye, her husband's in jail, her children are taken away, and she's in the house crying. While I'm witnessing that in the dream, I look to my right and I see the devil saying to a demon, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. When I shared this with my wife, the moment I, I began to share the story with her, the dream with her, we began to pray for the Christian homes. You see, the issue is that we are sweeping a lot of things under the rug. We're not being real about real matters. The number one cause in divorce in America is finances. Google it, because y'all ain't believing me. And those who are watching, Google that. I wasn't aware of this. The Holy Spirit made me aware of this. Arguments that begin to divide the families. Now you can't work just one job, you gotta work multiple jobs just to keep up with the things that you have acquired or the things that you have gone after. Let me tell you something, if God has given it to you, God is faithful to see you through it. But if God hasn't given it to you and you've gone and get it, that was your mistake. Are you hearing me, church? So we have to be wise because the enemy will look for ways to get in, to get you and your family completely out of God's will. And it might be something small. Are you hearing me, church? You know, many people who hear messages like this or hear me speak this way, they feel 
that some way, somehow, I'm wrong. And I get that. And a lot of it comes from the culture of consuming. When you accept a culture that is outside of God, that's normal to you. It is normal to have a $300 pay phone bill a month. It is normal to have a $500, $600 car payment a month. Are you hearing me, church? Okay, so when you accept these things, then you get upset when the facts come out. Okay, you inquire all these things. You have a $600 car payment. You have a $300 cell phone. But check this out. Have wages got up? What's the argument about the economy today? What's the argument that people are having? The cost of living is what? But if we live underneath our means, we wouldn't be in this predicament to begin with. That's why the salesman loves preying on you. At the end of the day, you are your own best advocate. No one forced you to sign that. No one forced you to take that. No one forced you to swipe that credit card when you knew you didn't have the money to pay it. Now you're blaming the devil because your marriage is not working, your house is falling apart, and then the, 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 the facts are slapping you in the face. No, we have to be responsible. We have to be good stewards. Now, this might not make sense to you today, but one day it will. When you find yourself in divorce court, or when you find yourself filing for bankruptcy. You know I'm 42, I'm, I'm 41. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm 41 years old. I'm one of a few in my family who has everything under their name. One of a few. My family, God bless you, but I'm being real with it. One of a few in my family. My family's big. There's nothing wrong with having someone co-sign for you. Don't get me wrong. But when are you going to be responsible to get things on your own? Well, pastor, that's easier said than done. Let me tell you something. When I first got my first car, one of my friends said to me, you know, insurance is going to be high. Why don't you put the car under my name? Where I live, you know, the rate will be down, you know. And I said, no. I said, I don't feel comfortable. I was 21 years old, I was a young buck. But some, and I wasn't walking with God, but something didn't feel right. And I said, you know what, I'd rather pay the $249. That's how much they were charging for uh, full coverage on my first vehicle back in 2000. And I said, I, I'd rather pay the $200, the $245, or whatever the amount was at the time. That's high, that's high today for one vehicle. <laughs> but I paid it. I began to build my own credit. I grabbed my first credit card. You remember when credit cards used to charge you that annual premium fee of $100 just to be associated and affiliated with them? That was robbery. And then a maintenance fee and all these fees, and before you knew it, the $300 you borrowed turned into like $3,000. And then you remember that? 25%, 26%. Come on, am I the only one 
But you were not taught that in our church. The church that we attended to did not teach us that. It taught us name it and claim it. And then one day it hit me. Name it and claim it, but who's making the payments? So you know how it was, people's attitudes. You don't have enough faith to walk around that Mercedes-Benz. You don't have enough faith to walk around that BMW. You don't have enough faith to walk around the suburbs. But my income is this low. And people got into debt up to their necks. And then the pastors got upset because nobody was tithing. Go figure. They can't tithe. Their check evaporates before they even cash it. Their checks have all kinds of names except their names. Let's be real. That's why when God called me to be a pastor, I said, man, I'm a little rough around the edges. I, I, can't, I can't fake it. I got to be real with the people. But I thank God for people like me. They keep it real. You see, I can tell you a lot of lies and get this place filled. Filled, giving you false hope. But if I'm real with you, you won't respect me in the long term. I love you so much that I share my personal business to help you get a better understanding and get a grip of life so that you can become a better person. Listen to me. We are not supposed to be slaves to debt. We are supposed to be lenders, not borrowers. Now, many of us, that, that seems a long way from now. No, it can be possible today if you align yourself to the Word of God. Why? Because God will give you favor. You'd be surprised how many people pay for something, and you won't pay half of what they paid for. It wasn't because of your good looks. It was because God gave you good favor. God gave you favor in the midst. It so happened that was the last vehicle and the last model on the lot and they decided to give it to you at 70% of what? I believe that. Amen? No, we can't. Amen. It so happened that everyone made an offer on that house or that property but when you walked in it changed the atmosphere that the person that was selling the house or the property said, you know what, I know I'm going to lose some money, but there's something about you that's telling me that I got to give you this. That's favor of God. You don't believe me? I'll open up. Every house that I have purchased, yes, we have purchased properties. The people that have sold us the properties to this day have regretted it. And I know why they regret it, because they didn't see what we saw. You have to be so wise that you get to a place that even when people are making foolish decisions, you're wise to capitalize on it. Be ahead of the game. Be ahead of the game. Be ahead of the game. If you're ahead, you will never miss. Amen? You know, and then we get the other group of people who are selfish, that don't care. All they do is waste. 
Well, these people won't be addressed in 2022. You know, these are, these are the people that don't pay the bills but complain of what they get in return. Oh, there's nothing to watch on TV. Do you pay the bill? Oh, I'm cold. Leave the thermometer alone. Leave it alone. Right, Sister Janet? Leave it alone. Amen? If you, if, if, when you pay the bill, you see, it's funny. When people are paying the bill, then they're doing the same thing that they criticize you about. They're walking around with socks. They're walking around with hoodies. They're walking around with blankets. They're walking... But when the tables were turned, I mean, when the tables were not turned, they only saw it their way. But now that they're responsible for the bill, now that they're held accountable, now they're seeing things the way you saw them. Amen? So if you ever come to my house and I greet you in the front door and I have my scarf on and I have my hat on and I have some mittens and sweaters on and I have some socks on, trust me, it's because I'm living what I'm preaching. Amen? Don't touch the thermometer. Amen, Sister Janet? Amen. God is good. Amen. Give him a round of applause. God has spoken. God has spoken. God is looking for good stewards. People that value what he has given them. How do you become a good steward? How do you become a good steward? When you discipline yourself. There's food in the refrigerator. I don't need to go to Burger King. I don't, I can make coffee at home. Everything's good in moderation. But when you're spending all that God has given you on things that you yourself can't control, then you're not a good steward. You're not. You waste because you would care less. Today is sunny. Tomorrow's raining. Remember that. You have noticed, especially in this country, the rise of homelessness. Everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, there's someone in a corner asking. Now, if this is the land of plenty, and this is the land of milk and honey, why do we have so many homeless people? That's an indication that there's something wrong. There is something going on. But we are so ignorant that we lose sight of that and we continue our daily lives not knowing that sooner or later that can be us. Amen? That's a scary thing. So instead of you capitalizing, you ignore it. No. I remember a few years ago, my next door neighbor during that time came to me for advice about purchasing a house. And I said to this individual, whatever you do, whatever they approve you from, do not use it all. Whatever you get approved from, try to borrow as less as possible. 
as less as possible. How is that so? And I began to explain to him. And two weeks later, I see him. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, Pastor Jose, I bought a house. I said, congratulations. He opened up and he gave me the details of the deal. And I said, what in the world were you thinking? And he says, well, you know, my wife, you know, she wants, I said, I, I know my wife wants a lot of things. She ain't getting up. I'd love to give my wife whatever her heart decides. But I look at the facts. I don't go by the feelings. I don't go to the car dealership and sit in the car and smell how good it smells. After three weeks, that smells going to go away. Trust me, it's going to go away. With you, the same day. And he was so excited. And then when I began to speak to him about the reality of the decision that he made that was not a, a good thought out decision, it was more of an emotional decision, he got upset with me, you could tell. You know when people get upset with you, they'll be like, I'll get back to you. You know what they're trying to say. I said, okay, fine. Six months later, I run into him. And I say, hey man, how's the house going? He says, yeah, it's, it's going. It's, it's going. You know, I had to pick up another job. You know, I wasn't expecting the water bill that high. I wasn't expecting. Three months later, I see him in a stretcher. He didn't have to say nothing to me. He didn't have to say nothing. Everything spelled loud and clear. Three months later, he wasn't living in the house. He had to rent the house out because they couldn't afford it. His wife took a job in another state. So she, he had to stay and she had to travel. Wow. The assignment of the devil. Let me tell you something. And I know that we have people that watch us. They are salesmen. We have real estate agents in here. At the end of the day, if it doesn't make any sense, don't jump on it. I don't care how nice the car looks, how nice the, heart, the house might look. If it doesn't make sense, walk away. When it's from God, you're going to feel peace. God is going to walk you through it. God is going to make all the numbers work. But if you want to be stubborn and you want to be full of yourself, trust me, a year from now, you'll be reminded of this message. God will not be mocked. Are you hearing me, church? That's why we as believers must take a hold of the word of God and walk in it, believing what's for you is for you. No one can take it from you. Period. So if God has something for you, I don't care how much the devil tries, God is faithful to see you through it as long as you remain faithful to him. But if you're nickel and diving, if you're jiving, if you're stealing, if you're making up numbers, trust me, sooner or later, He'll catch up to you. I have this saying. If I can't spell it, 
and I can't pronounce it, I can't buy it. So all of the designers that come from Italy, France, and Europe are not on my shopping list. They're not. I know I, I look like I can't drip, but that's fine. But my bills is paid. Saw this guy at my, at my job, a young youngster. You know those, those that smell like Cimbalac when they come to talk to you? Had a big belt buckle. It said Gucci. I had my glasses on, I thought it said something else. So when I said, oh, what kind of belt is that? You know, because I didn't want to say, I didn't, I didn't. He said, man, you don't know what this is? It's Gucci. It's like Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. How, how much you pay for that? Like $300. You got $300 for that belt? Are you wearing it to work? Yeah, you don't know nothing about that. I said, you're right. You're right, I don't know nothing about that. You're right. Where do you live? He said, I live with my mom. I said, enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Of course. Of course. Of course. You can afford a $300 belt when you live in that mama's house. You don't know how many times I wanted to rewind back time so I could go back to mama's house every time I see them bills coming to mail. I love my life, I love my wife, I love my kids, but let me tell you something. If I could go back, woo! Now I know some of y'all are quiet because y'all don't want the person next to you to know how you feel, but I'm going to let them know how you feel. You all feel the same way I feel. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. How many of you want to go back? Amen? So as a church, as people of God, we must be aware of all of these things because all of these things play a factor in our lives if we are not sound in our ways we will always fall into the trickeries and the plans of the devil the devil is an expert at playing with people's emotions he tried it with Jesus Jesus was hungry and what's the first thing that Lucifer said to him when he appeared to him, when he was fasting for 40 days, he said, won't you turn these stones into bread? And Jesus responded, not by bread alone shall man live, but by every word, every word, every word that comes from God. We need to remind the enemy that we're not his guinea pigs. Period. You're not going to experiment with my life. You're not going to walk over my life. You're not going to cause chaos, confusion. No, I'm going to align myself to the word of God. And I'm going to do that by having an intimate relationship with God. Now, how do you inquire, or how do you have, better said, an intimate relationship with God? First of all, you need to develop a life of prayer. A life 
reading the word and also studying the word. Fasting, worshiping, and partaking in everything that the Lord has for you. On New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve, better said, my wife wanted me to stay up with her. She was like, we're going to bring in the new year, you and me. And I was all for it at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. By 9 o'clock, my eyes got By 10 o'clock, I was out. 11.45, she woke me up. Now, she didn't say, wake up. You know, it's that. You lay in the couch and they give you that little kick to the side. You know what that means. That love tap. And she was like, you know what? Let's go to bed. I'll stay here. I said, okay, I'll do that. I went, I went to the room and I thanked God for the new year and I fell asleep. The next day, I got up. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. And the first thing that I said, she said it doesn't count, but I'm about to tell her why it counts. <laughs> and I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I started worshiping. I thank God for the new year. I got into prayer. I read the Bible. And then I got on this massive cleaning spree through the house. I started with my closet, and I worked my way through it. Everything that I that, I, that was taking up space, I got rid of it. Everything that I didn't know, need, I got rid of it. And I started working all the way until I got to the kitchen cabinets. I got to the kitchen cabinets, and I said, okay, hold on. I'm going to get back to y'all in a little bit. Let me go downstairs. I went downstairs, started washing clothes, and then I started working out. Then I went upstairs, and I started cleaning out the kitchen cabinets. All right? I didn't realize I lost track of time. It was 11 o'clock in the morning. And the person that stayed up until 12 o'clock passed. Past 12 o'clock. Got up and said, Ooh, I lost track of time. Oh my God, I can't believe I, I, I slept for such a long period of time. I said, It's okay. You know, I did a few things. She didn't realize that I had done all these things. And the Holy Spirit said to me there and then, He says, This is what I expect of you. As a husband, I expect you to take on more of the responsibilities in the house. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife can complain to a certain degree, but she knows that I take care of business when it comes down to taking care of business. But many of us, unfortunately, don't allow God to work with us the way he wants to work with us. So instead of us enjoying the blessing that he has given us, we turn our very own households into a war zone. How hard it is for you to throw a load of clothes in the washing machine. How hard it is for you to wash the dishes. That doesn't make you less of a man. And I'm speaking to everyone, including myself. All of these things play a major role in our walk with Christ. Because in all reality, if we are walking in Christ, the first thing that should come to mind is that God is a God of order. Are you hearing me, church? So we as believers make the enemy's job easier than what it should be. Because 
we allow certain situations to get out of hand, and then next thing you know, they turn into arguments, they turn into fights, and before you know it, you lost something that you could have won. Are you hearing me, church? If we learn how to pick up our own weight and carry our own weight and do what's expected of us, everything else will fall into place. God is not going to bless you if you're still a mess. Are you hearing me, church? I want a new car. Amen. Why are you taking care of the one you got right now? No, I'm waiting for when I get the new one. What's going to be the difference? Oh, I can't wait till this new year comes so I can start working on me. No, start working on you right now. Forget about the new year. Start working on you right now. You know you better than you. And you know what's up. So when I was cleaning the kitchen cabinets, I realized the majority of the things that we had stored in our cabinets was junk food. And it all, all of it expired. It had expired months ago. I didn't even realize that. You know the stuff that falls behind the cabinets? Come on. Am I the only one? Go, Pastor, you talking about yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Amen? And, and, and I started throwing all that stuff away. And I asked God for forgiveness. And I told God, I don't know how this slipped through the cracks, but, but it gets me from time to time. You know how it is when you go to these family tree stores or you go to these Walmarts. You just start buying stuff because it's on sale, but you, you don't really consume that stuff. And I asked God for forgiveness because I had a trash bag full of stuff. Now, I'm not afraid or ashamed to share this with you because in all reality, if I preach to your word, I should be living by that word. I'm not saying that I'm a slob. What I'm saying is that sometimes life gets a hold of you that you lose sight of your own life. And I said, if my wife is sleeping and my daughter is sleeping, the least thing that I can do is help out around the house. Okay? And I began to do that. And I felt so good after. But many of us have to wait until the Holy Spirit convicts us for we to get it going. I don't believe we should get there, especially in 2022. I believe we should be ahead of the game. I believe that when we go to work on Monday morning and the people are gossiping around the water cooler, you ever seen the group of people that just chill around the water cooler and they're just gossiping? Then you stand in there, oh man, I'm going to use a disclaimer. Disclaimer. Grab the water and begin to baptize them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Enough with the gossip. Enough with the bad talk. Enough with the slander. Let's be the difference makers. That when you see a group of people slandering their other co-workers, that you don't catch yourself in that mess, that you become the person that stands away from that and becomes the intercessor, becomes the one who intervenes. That's what God expects from us. That when people begin to speak about the pandemic, when people begin to speak about the economy, that you can bring them a word that comes from God. Are you hearing me, church? Be different. 
Yes, you are aware of what's taking place. Yes, God has given you the revelation of wisdom and the understanding to endure what's coming and has given you a glimpse or a forecast, but you are to be the voice of hope. Amen? Come on, give God a round of applause, church. Now, this might sound, in more ways than one, a message that is confronting us. So be it. So be it. So be it. Many of you, God has gifted you with gifts and talents to serve his church. This is your breakout year. No more holding back. If God has given you a gift or a talent, especially in the times that we're living in, we need those gifts and talents so that we can serve his people. Get involved with the church. Stop making excuses or justifications. We need people to serve in all departments within the church. Trust me, when you put God first, everything else will come accordingly. But many of us are trying to negotiate with God. Well, God, when you fix my marriage, when you, and God is saying the deal's off because I'm not here to make deals with you. Either you serve me or not. And it has to be willingly, not forced. Don't ever feel forced, but do it willingly from a heart. Now you might say, Pastor, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that, I'm not good at this. But there's something in there that you got to be good at. Many of you spend a lot of time in social media. Post things of God. Invite people to church. Stop posting things that are not going to benefit you and are not going to benefit others. Are you hearing me, church? I remember the other day I posted something a few months ago. And it was about uh, someone, I, I reposted what someone posted. Someone had uh, posted something about preparing yourself and putting food away and buying Clorox wipes and so forth, so forth. Someone had the nerves to comment on that repost that I posted and they said, not everyone has the space and not everyone has the money to do that. And the first thing that stirred up were my emotions. I felt like writing back and said, first of all, you ain't got no money because you're spending it on other things. And second of all, you don't have the space because you're putting things in the wrong place to begin with. I'd rather have a closet full of canned goods than full of shoes because when stuff hits the fan, I'm not going to be eating any shoes. I'm going to be eating some canned food. Amen? But there it goes. Let it fall wherever it needs to fall. We posted something about Kanye West. Oh! Did that turn into a debate? A debate. Thank you, Radimus and Pastor Billy, to come in for my defense. And Francisco. Okay. First of all, what gospel is Kanye West reading? It's crazy. 
It's crazy how people fall for this nonsense. Yes, we have to speak this from the altar because many of you say amen and come into agreement with people who are distorted in their ways with God. Now you will be a complicit. Amen? You will be guilty by association. Now if Kanye West was reading what we're reading, then his life will reflect what we're reading. How can you bless God with your lips and cuss out your wife? Jesus said, you love me, but you have not seen God the Father. But you love him. But not your neighbor that you see every day. So we have celebrities ushering a spirit of error, ushering a false doctrine, okay? We got DMX opening up in prayer, and I quote, said, Lord Jesus Christ and Holy Spirit, I prayed. Well, he said, I know y'all laughing. Give me a minute, give me a minute. I got to swallow that one. We pray against the devil and all demons and all and all this crazy stuff that we say. Then he grabbed the mic and said, Where my dogs at? You want to love it? Church, God is good. Come on. 
So in 2022, we are going to see many things unfold fast. But we are not to be troubled. Hear me, church. We are not to be troubled. We are not to be troubled. Not my house. Uh-uh. So-and-so got laid off. I didn't get laid off. And if I did, God will make a way. Oh, they foreclosed on their house. Not our house. God will make a way. And it's time for you to get serious, not only about your faith, but about your life too. It's time to put things in order, church. Don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. Wake up. Me and my wife, we literally eliminated TV time. We down down to reading. An hour before going to bed, we're not dedicating no more TV time. We're not really TV people. But what I'm saying is that we are not allowing any distractions to steal from us precious time. Time is precious. You blink and it's gone. Hello? So let us arise. Let us be different than others. How many of you say, Pastor, I get it, but where can I start? It starts with you recognizing and you acknowledging. Stop being so defensive. Stop putting up walls every time someone calls your attention. Be aware that others love you and they care about you. Amen? Your wife is not your mother. She's just looking out for you. Oh, why does she got to remind me to wear my coat? Wear my, because she cares about you? you? You ever hear men speak? And then they get one of these uh, YouTube, Instagram models that's showing their business out there. Get yourself a real woman. What is a, a real woman? We could define that in more ways than one, but let me just, I don't want to get into that, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this with you. If your girlfriend or your wife is exposing herself in the streets, we know it as this, whatever you're willing to share, whatever you're willing to show, you're willing to share. I believe that a modest woman, a woman of God, should cover herself up, especially when they're posting pictures for the public to see. Amen? I believe that. And we're not seeing that. We're seeing a spirit of perversion. Especially in this nation like never before. And we have to be careful because before we know it, we'll be engaging in it. And then we'll be justifying it. No, that's not right. That's not right. That is mine and it belongs to me. And if she wants to show it, show it in the bedroom. And you too, men. Amen? There are men on social media who are married, and they'll post pictures of themselves without their wives. Who's your wife? And then they got the nerves to put their status. It's complicated. No, it's sinful. How about that? How about that? Did, are we rewriting the Bible? Sin is sin. Period. Sin is sin. Period. I know it's tough for us to swallow that one, but it's the truth, church. Amen? I apologize about that. I get too excited. But we as believers must understand that all of these things speak volumes about us. 
when people hear of Pastor Jose, they automatically associate me with Pastor Melly. There's no secret that I'm married to Pastor Melly. Trust me, she has voiced that. I would voice that too if I was her. A good looking guy like me. Yeah, see, y'all didn't catch that. That just went over your head. Just like I boast about her. Amen? But that's the way it should be. Not this secretness. Oh, well, you know, I'm just talking to so-and-so, but I'm married. No, that's called adultery. Well, I'm not married. I'm just living with the That's fornication. How you want it? Can we slice it a little bit more? Well, it's complicated. No, it's not complicated. Either you're right or you're wrong, period. Either it's good or it's bad, period. There's no in-between. Now, why is it important for us to heed to this word? Because it has to do with our destiny. We determine how long it's going to take for us to get there. We're in 2022. Nothing should catch you by surprise. We have grown men wearing dresses now. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of things going on. But we are not to give in. We're not to give in. Period. We're not to give in. We're not to give in. We're not to compromise. No, what's wrong is wrong. Why? Because if you don't stand for it, God's going to call you for it. I'd rather have God deal with me than men. Because men have no mercy. But I walk with God. Are you hearing me, church? Now, I'm going to cut this message in half because I prayed to the Holy Spirit prior to coming to this altar and he gave me the permission to finish it completely in its entirety next week. So God bless you. For those who are watching us, my name is Pastor Jose Martinez. We are located here at 1060 Whisker Street in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts in the section of Indian Orchard. For more information about our ministry, please log on to our website at resurrectionspringfield.org or follow us on all social media platforms at TRC413. Amen.